guys, it's Sue with Great Big Yes. Welcome to the podcast. First off, I want to say thank you to Matt Pingle for creating the jingle. <laughs> the jingle you heard at the beginning and the one you'll hear at the end were both created by Matt Pingle. Um, Matt's dad, Tom, is a friend of ours, and Matt grew up in Western Springs where we raised our family for 17 years. So I'm just for him. I'm praying that all his dreams come true. He's in Nashville. He is... Um, a songwriter and a singer and a guitar player. He assures me that the show Nashville is a lot like the truth. So I love that. Uh, but he is following his dreams and I'm just praying for him and rooting for him. And I appreciate him taking the time to make a jingle for the podcast. So thank you so much, Matt. Today I talked to Brooke Boone. Uh, she is the founder of Holy Yoga. And as many of you know, Holy Yoga is an international ministry that is created to share the gospel to the ends of the earth through the modality of yoga. I am a holy yoga instructor. I've gone through the master's program, the kids training, um, the trauma sensitive training, and I love everything about it. I am currently an enrollment specialist for holy yoga. So this is my life's work and this is the ministry that has changed my life and totally transformed my walk with the Lord. And so I'm excited to share Brooke with you. I'm excited to um, talk to her about prayer, about the way she studies the Bible, and just about um, her life and her ministry, her calling. And what I think is so awesome about this is that her yes to God, her great big yes to living the calling out on her life has sent a ripple effect, right? And that's true of all of us. When we say yes, then other things happen for other people. Other doors open and um, ministries are created or charities are created or um, communities are created where we get to step in and become more of who God created us to be because of the courage and bravery of people who've said yes before us. And so um, just a little bit of gratitude, <laughs> a whole lot of gratitude um, to Brooke Boone for saying yes. And so I'm excited to share this conversation with you and I hope you'll share it with others as well. Um, I love this community. I love this ministry and um, I love Brooke. So here's Brooke. Um, hi, Brooke. Hi. I am so glad you're here. Um, you guys, today I'm talking to Brooke Boone, who is the founder of Holy Yoga and an amazing, powerful influence in my own life. And so I just want to welcome you, Brooke. And I would just love it if you could take a couple minutes to just kind of introduce people who may not know you to what you do. Like, what is Holy Yoga? Yeah, so Holy Yoga is... Um a way in which we um, minister the gospel to the ends of the earth through the modality of yoga. So we are an international nonprofit organization, and we exist to train teachers and certify them in the modality of yoga. Um, but the spirituality is Christian and Christ-focused. So we sort of exist to do that. We exist to take um, the truth of God, um, his word, but also the mystery and the spirit of who God is um, into the yoga community where people are really um, kind of aware and understand spirituality, but may have a disconnect um, between spirituality and Christ. And so that's what we exist to do. Um, I have the privilege and honor of being the founder of it, um, that, that we're in our 10th year and I just, um, and have the gift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have the gift of just, uh, being part of probably one of the best teams, um, certainly I've ever worked with and in ministry period. So yeah. very blessed. Yeah. And I'm so blessed by holy yoga as well. And I just, for people who are listening, um, 
who might not know, I went through holy yoga training about four years ago, um, 2012, and it totally changed um, my life. And I'm going to cry. My walk with the Lord. And I learned there what it means to be free. And that is just such a great gift. Yeah, amen. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And I heard my pastor say something the other day, and I thought it was so beautiful. He said, you know, our stories aren't about us, the servant. They're about the master. And what I loved is that that's that's what you're doing, and that's what you've done with holy yoga. Like, you've said yes to this calling on your life, but you've created this space where it's the Lord's and he works through it. And mm. so he's the one changing lives. And so I just want to say too, I think what's really cool about us being able to have this conversation is because you said yes to your calling, that led to me saying yes to my calling and it changed mm. my life. And you've done that for so many people. And I know that, you know, it's not you, it's the Lord, but just your yes sent a ripple effect and continues to send a ripple effect. And so yeah. We, right? Like we have to celebrate like the bravery of people who obey the voice of the Lord and the people who say, okay, I'm going to do that even though this is kind of wacky, right? Like I I would love for you to tell people kind of where you were when you felt God calling you into this. Like, did this seem like a rational idea? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so funny. Um, you know, like, I think as we grow, um, and we just grow in faith and we grow in love and we grow in awareness of the father, it's like, we just realize like two things, right? Like when you find out who God is, you really, he introduces you to who you really are, right? Because if we're found in Christ, there's this beautiful exploration. The more I know God, the more I know me. Right. Um, but I, I think, I, I also want to say at the same time that it's always enough. Like, so yeah, it's definitely grown over the last 10 years in my knowledge of God and certainly my knowledge of who I am and whatnot. Um, but, and I look back and go, I can't believe I actually thought I could do this yeah. then. You know, I, actually, yeah. I, I almost didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and I knew enough for the day, right? I had enough faith for the day. Yeah. And so I just did that for the day. And then it just started, days started turning into weeks and weeks started turning into months and months started turning into years and there was momentum that was created. So the yes is always a very small yes. I feel like it's a very, um, it's a very small yes. It's a yes to what's directly in front of you. And, you know, looking back over 10 years, it's funny because the more, you know, the more popular Holyoke has gotten, the more, um, you know, certainly the, the, the growth is, is there, but also the, the I'm going to use the word judgment, but it's not judgment. It's more like concern, making sure that you're the right leader, making yes. sure that you're the right person. You know, all of that yes. comes with growth, right? When you have influence, people specifically in the evangelical community or yes. faith community will say, you know, are you really the right person for a movement such as this? And it's interesting because I'm going, Oh, if I'm not okay now, <laughs> I certainly wasn't okay 10 years ago. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would say that the yes is always um, a growing yes. It's always yes. a small yes, but it's always one that's manifesting more and more in Christ. Right. Yes. So, I, I so I guess that's the, that's the yes for me is that I can't believe, you know, sometimes when people say, um, are you sure you're the right person? I go, oh, I'm, I'm more put together now than I ever was. So maybe I should have never started. If I have to be right. perfect to 
to get something done, I should have never started. And I think that's the really one of the big fallacies of ministry or even responding to God, maybe even your parenting or your marriage or whatever, is that I somehow have to arrive. Yes. And that's, I think, the biggest lie that the enemy uses to keep us small is that somehow arrival um, indicates readiness. And that's just not true. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea, since I'm all about the great big yes, I love the idea of you breaking it down to the small yeses, right? Like, mm-hmm. we sometimes we go, okay, well, I know I'm supposed to be doing something for the Lord, so I'm going to fly to Africa, and I'm going to, like, save a bunch of people, or, or even, like, down the street, I'm going to make sure everyone dedicates their life to Jesus, <laughs> you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. actually, just say hello to that woman. Or, you know, how about you just start today with actually getting on your yoga mat or opening Mm -hmm. the word, right? Like, so I love that you just said that because, yeah, it's broken down to a lot of um, little yeses. And and like you said, he gives you enough for the day. So, well, I love one of your favorite things to say is that we're all jacked up, right? Like if God, (laughs) like I love it when people say like if God, um, like if there were standards like for getting in like if he really only let perfect people in like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be invited right like none of us would be there'd be no Mm. one it'd be empty yeah yeah um yeah without a doubt so yeah so I love that all right so um he called you into doing this ministry and then like how did it start like you just said I'm going to start doing holy yeah for the lord well, yeah, I mean, I was a yogini way before I fell in love with Jesus. So I had um, a lot of history in yoga. Like I had done, I always say I have more yoga training than is even rationally appropriate. Right. Like I just have so much training and it's like, uh, I was really fascinated about um, about the body, about the physiology, about um, just the implications of meditation and breath work and yeah. movement and just how intricately I was created. I knew that I was created. I was actually born and raised Jewish. So I, but it was never, it was like, I knew I felt better. I knew it was a spiritual experience, but I didn't really have an anchor to what that spirituality was. And certainly because all of my training had introduced me to a number of world religions and a number of philosophies and a number of, um, I would say theologies, right? Yeah. Of who is God and, uh, you know, what, what am I doing here? Like, I think yeah. humanity's greatest questions are who am I and what am I doing here? Like, yeah. what, what's my purpose for life? And so, um, you know, certainly, uh, kind of seeking in that my life fell apart. It looked good from the outside kind of thing. Uh, had a yoga studio, wrote my first book, um, classes were packed. It was just that kind of thing. Um, but it was brand new baby, marriage, you know, big house, big car, you know, the, the whole thing. So and on the, the outside, truth like on the outside, sorry to interrupt, but on the outside, like to the world, like you were like killing it, right? Like this was like, you killing had, it. yeah, you had a career, killing you it. looked good, your cute husband, your cute killing kid. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Killing it. And, um, a mess, just a total mess and, uh, found myself really at the bottom and uh wasn't sure if my marriage was going to make it at the time like it was just it was a really um it was eye-opening it was it was bottom like some people have to hit bottom i hit bottom i i was one of those people that had to hit bottom and so um you know found myself you know left my studio um you know found myself really at the bottom and i walked into a church one day and i was like listen if you're real you better show me that you're real (laughs) 
threatening guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because clearly um, he had a lot to work with over here. And so I just was like, yo, like, I, if you're real, like, you better show me. And I wound up crying my whole way through. It was a service called the New, New Community. Yeah. And it was just worship. And uh, I just saw it the whole time and uh, walked out of that, walked out of the sanctuary, did what I thought was true to my nature. I stole a Bible from the church. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were four people to take, but I managed to sneak one out underneath my coat. Uh, got a ride home from a woman. Um, I walked there. I mean, it was just a kind of a bizarre thing. However, fast forward, just really opened the word of God that night. Book of Isaiah, Isaiah 61 is the first thing I ever read. And it's still my life first. Like that, I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm going to do this for you. Yeah. I'm going to restore ancient ruins. And, I, and he's still doing it right now. He's, he's absolutely put my life back together in a lot of ways. And he's still undoing my life in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so those ancient ruins are exactly that, oftentimes ancient ruins. And so God is faithful to do that. But, you know, I took six, eight, ten, twelve maybe 12 months off of yoga because I knew that Christ was the best thing that I've ever had in my life. Like I knew that this was the way, the truth and the life yeah. for me. And I was not sure that yoga was compatible. Like I had done enough. I was savvy enough to get on Google and realize that maybe I'm worshiping Satan if I did yoga. Yeah. And so I, I took some time off of it. And, uh, but what I realized is that when I would read the word of God, very cerebral kind of understanding. There was definitely an emotive space of it. You know, God's word has a way of doing that, right? Yeah. Um, but what happened was when I would get on my mat, I feel like, well, I didn't feel, I knew that the Lord was teaching me where it appropriates to my life. Yeah. So he would give me a word and an understanding, maybe even an emotion, um, healing direction. But it was like when I got on my mat and I started to move my body, it really felt like he was like, it was alive. It was integrated. Yeah. It was heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I realized quickly that I was created for yoga. Like God in his godness yes. made me with a passion for yoga. So yoga actually isn't my passion. Christ is my passion. But he wanted to inspire something, uh, maybe even a movement like holy yoga yeah. through that. And so I, that's all. I just got on my mat and um, I, was, I always left my mat a little bit more not a little bit, a lot more steeped in the power of who God is, in the mystery of his spirit, in the dependency that I created, you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Every breath was legitimately dedicated yeah. to the Father. Um, and, and just, you know, the mystery of the Holy Spirit, not having to figure it all out, just really kind of entering in that way. And that's what happened. I mean, I just started practicing for myself. And I realized, okay, God, if you want to do something with this, then you're going to have to do it. And he just started opening doors. I, I mean, when people go, well, what was your business plan? I go, business what? Like plan? Right. I don't even know. Like I'm just waking up today. Like I don't even know. I just like the dependency in the, in the practice is really mirrored in the dependency of holy yoga, yes. really, because I don't know what's happening today. Yeah. You know, I was saying to my daughter, I have a 10 year old daughter and, and I was saying to her, I really love my job. This was like three weeks ago. And I said, I really love my job. And she goes, what do you love about it? And I said, I love that really my whole job so is to just look at the landscape of, of holy yoga mm -hmm. of my life and notice what God is doing. Yeah. Hold a space for what God is doing. Yeah. And then being able to pivot when God moves. Yeah. So it's really a stress 
you know, people go, oh, my gosh, like, to say yes to my calling seems overwhelming. It's really not overwhelming. If it's your calling, he's shouldering everything. Right. He's doing it. It's that unforced rhythm of grace, right? It's that. Yeah. It's just it's just moving with the spirit. But but also being um, being steeped in his word so you can hear his voice, so you can recognize his voice. Right. Like, yeah knowing when it's him. One of the things I'd love to just kind of address in what you just said, because I had practiced yoga for eight years before I found holy yoga. And I feel that yoga really brought me closer to God. I felt closer to God on my mat, even though it wasn't holy yoga per se. And, um, but what would you say to somebody who practices yoga, but isn't so sure that as a Christian, or, or maybe doesn't practice yoga, maybe they're Christian and they don't practice yoga, but they want to practice yoga, but they feel like maybe mm-hmm. there's some discrepancy between, you know, maybe they're not allowed to, maybe they don't feel like they have permission yeah. to practice yoga. What would you say to them? Oh, geez. Um, I think I would say that to, I, I would absolutely ask the father, like I would get on my mat and I would ask the father if yeah. this is right for me. Um, I think oftentimes and inadvertently, I think that we, the church, specifically the, yeah. the West Coast American, not West Coast, yeah. but the Western yeah. American, uh, you know, theology is really steeped in fear a lot of the time, unfortunately. And so I think that in in attempt to hold a space of sacredness, um, that we don't trust the spirit to do his job of conviction and quickening our spirit. And so I think oftentimes when you, and I would say, don't Google it. I would say, go to a class, (laughs) ask the Lord to meet you and trust the Holy Spirit. That's what I would say. That'd be your first radical active obedience is actually getting to your mat and giving it a shot and really trusting the Lord with it. Um, I think, unfortunately, the gospel is infused with a lot of fear. I think it's well-intended mm-hmm. fear, but I do think there's a lot of fear associated with it. Um, I actually, like in, in the my Holy Yoga book, um, there's one thing that I wish I wish I could remove from that book, and that's do not practice anywhere other than a holy yoga class. Yeah. And, you know, I was speaking to my audience at the time, but just like Paul was ever increasing in God's glory, when, when the Lord removes the veil, right? He's the yeah. only one that can remove the veil and you come face to face with the Lord. He is going to change you degree by degree from yeah. glory to glory. And so I think that there's a part of me that believed that then, um, but it, I don't really believe that now. I believe that God can meet you anywhere. In fact, I believe that he oftentimes meets you in places that are void of him in more profound ways. Yes. Um, and I also would say that, that to not lump or judge, you know, a yoga instructor or people in a yoga class as though they're somehow sinners and outside of the grace of God Amen. or outside of the faith of God. I don't, I mean, most of the people, if, if we say that, you know, if the polls say, I just read a burn up poll probably, maybe three months ago, says that 77% identify with Christianity. So you think, you know, 15 million people are doing yoga in the United States. It's 77% of those people. I mean, if if numbers are numbers, right, identify with Christianity, they're looking for God there too. And not some random God. They're, They're seeking Christ there as well. So I would just say... Uh, do it. I would say go to a class. I would say trust the Holy Spirit. And I would say stay off of Google. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what well, I would say. And yeah. I mean, you have a real love for the yoga community. And yeah, I, I do. And I do too. And I feel like that is a place where um, we have both found um, 
I mean, physically for me, I found healing there from anxiety. I found uh, breath work to be so healing and meditation to be so healing and, and all of that. Yeah. And so um, what I don't, what I don't love is that whole like, um, and it's a Christian thing, I think, putting ourselves in this like box. And I, I don't think that any of us can really be kind of put in that box. I think that we love people yeah. and we want to go out and we want to, through holy yoga, we want to share the gospel. Yes, but we don't want to condemn or judge. It's, it's about loving people and sharing a good word and hope and peace and encouragement, right. right? So that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So it's all, yeah. it's all good. I mean, we're all in this together, right? I love that quote that says, we're all just walking each other home. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. So yeah. how I'm just interested because you love God's word and you're so good at teaching it. Like I would say, like if I had to, and I don't know if, I mean, I'm putting this on you, but I do believe that one of your spiritual gifts is teaching. I mean, do you think that's your would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I do. Because I do you, so. what I love is you love to like break down the words and like kind of uh, talk about what that means, where it came from and all of that. So my question for you that might help people that are in the audience who maybe have, are really interested in studying the word is how do you study the word? Like, how would you start if you've never done that before? What would you suggest? Oh, yeah. So I think for me, um, studying is, is, you know, first of all, I have to, I have to read it, like when I read the Word of God. So I have a discipline um, of when I study, like, I don't always feel like getting into the Word of God, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. But right. it's like, sometimes it's the last thing I want to do, if right. I'm honest, right? I right. just If I'm really honest. And so um, I have a discipline. So every morning, I have four Bible apps, um, like where I get a word a day and I sit down and I just write and I just put them in my journal. And so generally what happens is that it starts to spur something. So I'll, I'll write and I, and I really believe, like, I really believe that the Lord gives me manna for the day when I do that. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times I don't study more than that. It's just the manna for the day. And I can look back at the day and go, oh, I needed that. I needed to know that truth today. I didn't know that I needed that, but it had play, it had watered a place in my heart. And so yeah. my discipline is that I sit down and I write the word of God out, you know, four or five different verses as they come to me uh, via my you know, technology. And then I'll, um, generally speaking, it'll spur something, especially when I'm teaching. If I've got to prepare a class or something, I'll take that word and I'll go, okay, that's interesting. I never, I don't know what that word means. So say the word is search or something like that. So I'll look at that. If it's in the Old Testament, it's generally, you know, Hebrew, maybe a little Aramaic, but then when we're in the New Testament, it tends to be Greek. So I'll look at the word and yeah. I'll look at the original language and I'll look at what, you know, God writes in emotive ways. His word of God, the word of God is to um, inform your life not to, and transform your life, not just, you know, it's not something to be memorized. It's something to be, uh, you know, memorialized with your life. And so yeah. I would look at that and go, okay, so the word, you know, saved or the word share or the word, whatever the yeah. word is in English, I would look it up and go, okay. And it generally gets a little bit more robust um, language. It usually yes. means more than what I thought it would mean. Yeah. And then I'll just start asking the Lord what that means. Like I'll just start asking the Lord, okay, so if that's what that means, how would I, 
you know, how would I apply that or where's that in my life right now and that kind of thing. So that's the way I study. I also am like a total history nerd. So I, you know, I, mean? I yeah. just want to, where else is it in the Bible? What else is he, who else does he say this to? Who's he speaking to? Is he talking to David or is he talking through David? Right. Is David, is David on the run right now? Did David just murder someone? Right. Is David caught in adultery? Did David's son just die? Like what's going on in the heart and the mind and the, the person of who's speaking. So do a lot of that too. Um, So I think it's just the discipline of sitting down to the word of God and then linguistics matter to me. I'm a, I'm a words girl. They matter to me. Um, And then uh, just kind of what's the context? Because I think if we know the context and we know who's saying what in the heart space and the mind space that they're coming from, I think we can relate a lot more. It's not, it's not an informational text, right? It's a transformational text. So when I approach the word of God, it's that as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, for sure. I remember um, hearing somebody talk about how the word repent actually means return. And I was so blown away by that and so excited by that because Mm -hmm. um, growing up Catholic, repentance or confession was always sort of scary to me. And I learned that, gosh, if someone would have told me it just meant return to the way, just return to the Lord, like Mm -hmm. just return to the path that you're... Turn around. Yeah, turn around. Yeah. You know, it's so friendly. And so... I love that. I love the idea of words because words matter. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I love the way that you teach and it just, thank you. Yeah. You shine through that. I love to do in the, the love Bible study with you and um, yeah, you're just, it's thank awesome. You. Where do you find God calling you today? Like you've done this thing. You're still doing this thing. Obviously, holy yoga is exploding. It's super exciting, but w- where do you find him calling you today? Is he calling you into new things? Is he is he kind of refining you? Like, where are oh you? yeah, totally new things. Um, yeah, totally. The Lord is, um, you know, I I feel like um, for the last ten years in ministry, I think um, part of of the gifting of my heart is that I really care what people think of me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little too much if I'm honest. Yeah. And so I feel like the Lord is reappropriating that a little bit to say, okay, I want you to trust you. I want you to trust mm. me in you. Yeah. I want you to trust a new way that I'm giving you. Um, so I feel like the Lord in his God and his Godness, I always say God and his Godness, yeah. right? right. <laughs> is so big and so amazing. And so I think right now what he's teaching me is I went through a season um, probably in the last year, 18 months, where I was like, God, I don't feel like I have a place at the table, this whole, you know, yoga and Christ and, you know, Christian spirituality. And I really, and I heard him say probably about eight or 10 months ago, um, people are speaking um, about what they think I've said, but they don't know what I think. And so I'm, I'm going to give you a platform. I'm going to give you a conversation, but I need to teach it to you first. Yeah. And so I feel like there's this really holy, beautiful space right now that God is, is showing me what he thinks about yoga, what he thinks about chakras, what yeah. he thinks about yamas and niyamas, um, what he thinks about sutras. And, you know, God was before Jesus walked and he is the originator and he is yeah. the author and the perfecter of faith. And so any faith origin is found if he is the author of faith itself. Yes. Right? In the mystery, then then we have to be aware that he was before any of these world religions came into being. Yes. So in my in my 
you know, seeking and pursuing Christ right now, for me, Brooke Boone personally, is to recognize that he was authority in all of those religions, that everything I've ever learned, if he's the author, then there's got to be a strand in there that circles back to the truth of who God is. And so I think that's my exploration right now. And I think that I do have an effect for the yogi. I do think I have a place for the yogi. Yes. Uh, like in my heart, that's my heart. That's my heart. Heart, yeah. heart is to, is to, you know, be with them. Those are my people. Yes. Like I'm, I'm, I can identify more with the yogi than I can the evangelical yes. in church. I just yes. can't. Um, so I feel like the Lord is giving me new language and new insight and new direction. And so, yes, he's growing me exponentially. And then I don't even know where that fits in with the ministry. I just know that that's the calling on my life and obedience to Christ. That yes. Brooke Boone, this is what I want to talk to you about. Now, he may give me a platform in holy yoga, but I don't do anything for a platform in holy yoga. I do everything because I just want to be with the Father. Amen. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but that's that's sort of the direction. I feel like he's giving us a real understanding um, about yoga and yeah. about the history and about the roots and the orientation. Like you know, I would say if we're if we want to be a light, I would I if I was going to go on a mission trip to Africa, like you were saying, like a big yeah. thing, like I'm going to go to Africa, like. <laughs> It would be really inappropriate to not get inoculated. That's right. It would be really inappropriate to not understand the topography or maybe what I need to pack, right? right? Or maybe some of the language or how they perceive Christ. Have they even heard of him and what have they heard of him? Yes. How am I going to commit, right? It would be really inappropriate. So if I have a mission field of yoga, to not know yoga is a little like that, yes. right? Not being inoculated, <laughs> not yeah. understanding the, the context or the, the conversation. And I think that's just... I don't think that's appropriate, and I don't think it's effective. So right. that's kind of the heart of, of ministry for me right now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I love all of that. And, yeah, I love yoga, and I love the people in yoga, and I think um, that's amazing, and that work is needed. I think that people are looking for that as well, just kind of making sense of all the things in their life that they love because I truly believe when God brings us to something, like I said, I found healing in yoga through um, just my anxiety attacks and all of that. And I, I feel like God led me there 100%. You know, like he he led yeah. me to healing. And, and then I heard about holy yoga. And it's funny because when I heard about holy yoga, I had three different people give me the holy yoga book before I read it or before I signed up for training. And I, I think about that and I think, why? And, you know, I, and I guess that's important for people to hear as well as we're talking about this. Like, we don't always say yes right away. You know, I mean, sometimes he has to like hit us over the head with a two by four, like, hey, like here is here it is again. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think about that sometimes and, and it's OK because it's all part of our process. It's all part of our journey and nothing is wasted. So Nothing the, is wasted. Right? So the yeah. fact that you're like this beautiful yogi, like you come alive when you do yoga, you're really good at it. You're, you know, it's your thing. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Of course, he's going to use that. Like he wants to use mm -hmm. what we love and what we're good at. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like when I was younger, I was trying to serve him in a way that wasn't, I, tr I tried to serve him before I knew him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I was like, I'm going to yeah. do this and I'm going to create this. And it was all in my own strength. And now yeah. that I know him, it's that unforced rhythm of grace. Like it's fun. It's my 
talents. It's my gifts. It's like, he's like, do this. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. before it felt like this uphill battle and I kept um, running into people who were like saying no and I kept getting offended. And that's one of the biggest things that you've taught me too is just to be unoffensive, right? Like un unoffendable, I guess is the word, right? Like to, it's yeah. okay. Like I don't, it's not like the Lord doesn't need me. Truth is truth. And, and I get to just kind of be a part of what he's doing, but I don't have to create the whole thing. I can't, <laughs> right? It's like humility after humility after humility. Well, yeah, it's like, and it's so relieving though, at yeah. the same time, like humility, I think it's a bad rap and it's like <laughs> to go low is like the, it's so releases, Yes, you know, it just releases so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just really go, yeah, Lord. yeah. Uh, it, it just takes a lot of the stress off of, you know what what we anticipate we need to show up as or do or somehow become in order to be whatever right you know whatever right it's so, yeah. the white knuckling versus just the um just the easiness that he brings that inner inner strength right that beautiful inner strength yeah yeah um Amen. okay so i our time is like almost up but what i would love to do is and this is, I'm totally catching you off guard, but um, one of the things that you have taught me that is so beautiful and has changed my life is that friends pray for each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, they do. And it's interesting because I have always known about Jesus and was raised in a church, but I don't have, before holy yoga, I didn't really have friends that prayed for each other. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like a, an embarrassment factor or feeling like, again, you need to be perfect before you do something or, but what I've realized is we can muddle through our prayers and God doesn't care. Like he just wants us to show up. Mm, amen. And so that's right. it's not about having this perfect prayer. It's not a performance. What matters to you matters to him. So even if you think it's like something I remember calling you once and something I was concerned about with my daughter and you were like, well, let's just pray. Mm. And mm -hmm. I don't want prayer to be the thing I go to last when there's no other choice. Mm. When yeah. I've exhausted all of my human ability, I want it to be yeah. where I go to first. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> I read something somewhere and I'm not going to remember where, but it was just recently. And it says, um, when, when we hit our knees, the war isn't over. It's just begun. Yes. And I think that that's or the battle isn't over. It's just begun. And that's so the upside down kingdom, right. Is to say, when I go low, that means that I'm not, that I'm defeated. Yeah. And it's like, the truth is, is that you are defeated as a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we are, we're already defeated. And so when we go low, when we hit our knees, we're asking for our inheritance, which is the Holy Spirit of God, who is more than conquer over everything in every situation. Right. So, yeah. um, so I think that's, that, that's the most important thing. And I think it's, it's, it's also the thing that we retract from or recoil from the most. We don't want to feel out of control, but yes. the truth is, is that we are out of control. That the very, like the, the reason I opened my eyes this morning has nothing to do with me. Yes. I can't gain another moment 
my body works today because it's an extension of grace and mercy. So we don't like that idea. We don't like that. And so even prayer seems futile, but we unleash and open like a portal, if you will, to the, to the Holy of Holies in, in Christ, we have an access that actually sustains and changes. Like we don't have anything outside of that that can actually navigate change or produce what it is that we want in our lives. We're created in the image of the thing that we need the most. So prayer does that, right? Prayer goes, okay, I'm going to open up. I'm going to exercise my inheritance, um, to, to access something in Christ that is not available to me outside of him. Right. And so it's like turning the key, right? Yes. It's like, turn, it's going from black and white television to, to color, right? And not <laughs> yeah. color, but technicolor, you know, it's really, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I always say to anybody, let's just pray. Yes. Like, let's just ask God, let's unleash the only power that we have is in his name. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a huge prayer person, but not, but I'm also, I'm really grossed out by, um, I'm really grossed out by people who stand on the street corners and pray, um, for attention. Like I don't, I pray with people that I care about. I pray with people. I pray for people that I care about and me and mostly I can pray for people that I don't care for and I don't care about. Well, that's what we're we're told to to do. Yeah. Right. But I never want to do it to be seen. I never want, I really want to do it with a heart that says we need an unleashing of the power of the Holy spirit. We need something so beyond ourselves. And so, yeah, I do. I love to pray. I'm about it. And uh, yeah, I think it's really important that whoever we're doing life with, that we're accessing the kingdom together. Yeah. And one thing that you said that I think is important to, um, and I want to invite people into this, like, the fact that you um, said, well, when I see people on the corner praying out loud for attention, that grosses me out. Or that, I, I think that's important for us to say, like, I want the conversation about Christianity and about prayer and about Jesus and about grace. I want it to be able to be open to real life observations like that. I want it to be yeah. able, I want people to be able to say, you know what? I see hypocrisy here. And mm-hmm. I want totally. people to be able to say, you know what? The church hurt me. And I want yep. people to be able to say, you know what, that's a lot of jumping through hoops. And I don't feel like Jesus is like being addressed here or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. for so long, there's like this, I think there, we're at a beautiful kind of tipping point in our country and in our world where we get to kind of come, come with everything. And, and I guess I want to encourage people, God's not offended by you and he's not he's not surprised by you and he's not afraid of your questions. Amen. Yeah. Right? That's right. So yeah. when we show yeah, up right. even in the name of Jesus, when we show up as holy yoga instructors that we can still be like those we're, we we're just there cuz we're broken. I had somebody say to me like this is so cool and and I thought, "Oh, I was going to go do this volunteering for um this group that uh, works with survivors of sex trafficking. And this woman said to Mm. the whole group, she said, don't come here because you feel like you're so blessed. You need to just give something, uh, you know, you need to just give your time and your energy to someone who's less fortunate than you. And she said, and right away I got my gander up. I got a little bit of my, you know, I was like, "Uh Mm uh-oh. And Mm -hmm. she said, Mm -hmm. "Um, come because you're broken and you're in need of the love and the grace of Jesus Christ, just like these women, just like everybody, come on the same level 
as someone who's in need of Jesus. And then that's what we want. Then we want you here. But if you're going to come in yeah. higher up and say, oh, I'm here because you all don't know what you're doing, but I do. And I'm going to spend some time helping you because I'm so blessed. She's like, then that's not the appropriate reason to come. And yeah, it that's right. is it, but it just, it blew me away because truly I think a lot of people are walking around going, well, I'm going to give cause I'm so blessed and I should like, it's a checkoff thing. But the truth mm -hmm. is we all need it. We all need the grace of God. And, and we're coming yeah. from that place. And what I love about holy yoga is there's a difference between speaking to someone on a stage with a microphone and then being on your mat barefoot with them, right? Like in child's pose. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like we are Well, there's in this... an intimacy yes. thing. Like it's, I mean, kinetically. And I think that's what prayer does as well. Like, right? It's the, yes. it's the exercise of our faith that we go, okay, I'm going to bring my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. Like the body has to be involved in prayer. Yes. And I think that's what's really, wherever you're doing it, I always say, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing holy about holy yoga other than the God whose it is. Yes. He is holy. Yes. And so there's nothing about holy yoga that's unique or, or fantastic. It's God that's fantastic. So if you're a hiker, go hiking unto the glory of the Father. Yes. Use your body. Kinetically invest. Like use what God has given to you, and he's given you a human form. Human form matters because God came in it, and he created us in it, right? Yes. So it, it does matter. It shouldn't be elevated, but it shouldn't be discarded as well because I think when we – when we engage the kinetic experience, then we have the totality of ourselves, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so I think that strength piece is really important to activate, like, the, the fullness. So when you're saying, you know, it's different than being talked at when you're sitting in a chair, but to actually move your body or to yes. come alongside someone and put your hand on their low back as you breathe and you pray and you're with them, there's something really profound in that. So wherever you're doing that and getting the kinetic experience, I think is monumental. Um, but I do think you're right. There's a level of intimacy. There's a le level of um, exposure when yeah. we move our bodies. Um, I think there's a level, um, like we're bringing all of ourselves to the other side of the throne or into the throne room. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. So you're right. Like come needing, yeah. don't come, don't come to serve, come to be served. And I think what we do in that way, um, yes. is, you know what I mean? Don't come, don't come like you're, you've got something to offer. Come as though you're a beggar. Yes. And I think you can never go wrong with being a beggar, right? Right. We don't like that either, though. Well, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I heard, At least I don't. No, I don't. I like don't. That totally. Well, I heard someone say once, uh, being a Christian is just um, one beggar telling another beggar where he got the bread. That's right. And I yeah, love that. But it's true. It's like we're all in need of grace. So anyway, I love that. And our time is up. But before we hang up, can um, – would you just pray? Would it be okay to ask yeah. you to pray? Okay, thank you. I would love that. Uh, of course, it's my pleasure. Yeah, so Father God, thank you that your authority, thank you, God, that you're real. We acknowledge, God, with sometimes broken hearts and filters that would um, would even suggest that you're not who you say you are. So we acknowledge that as humans, we are, we fall short to that. We, we fall prey to that lie. And so we just acknowledge, God, that you're good and that you're authority and that you have set the world into motion, God, that you, since the inception of time, you are the creator of time, which means that you live beyond it, God. And so we just thank you that you've created everything far more than we could ever hope for or imagine is your goodness, God. And so we just acknowledge you. 
And uh, thank you for that. Thank you, God, for uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your son, uh, Christ. God, that made a way back for us. You are always um, you are always and forever a God of redemption and reconciliation. So we thank you for the person of Christ on the cross. We thank you, God, that you came in human form, that you are fully God and fully man, God, that you were just with us and that you can identify with us. Thank you, God, that when you left, you left us, the counselor. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Thank you for the power of your word, God, that speaks, that's our manual, God, for our ourselves, our our spirits, God. So we just thank you that we're found in you. We thank you that you're ever increasing in glory and that when you remove the veil that we're face to face with you and, and you're just constantly creating bigness in us. And so we just receive the gift today. Thank you that we don't have to put our hands to the plow, that we just have to follow after you breath by breath, God, uh, prayer by prayer, moment by moment. So we thank you that you're a real God. Thank you that you're interested in transforming our lives. Ask, Lord, that we would submit all of ourselves to you, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Give us courage. Give us wisdom. Give us insight. But most of all, just be with us. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brooke. I I'm appreciate this. And so I just honored. love it. Oh. All right, my friend. Bless you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been yeah. great to talk with you. You too. All right. Have a great day. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.